Welcome to The Life Podcast. We're so glad you're joining us for another hope-filled message. We pray that you're encouraged by this powerful word from our Sunday service. Who's ever heard the phrase, when it rains, it pours? When it rains, it pours. I'm glad you have because that's the title of my message today. When it rains, it pours. When it rains, it pours is a phrase that is used to uh, suggest that similar events follow one another. And while it can be used for good or bad, the reality is it's usually used for bad things. Have you noticed that? Uh, mostly used when there's a series of bad things that happen. For example, you may have had your team lose a grand final, but not only did they lose, but three of your best players were injured. You see, when it rains, it pours. We got the understanding right now? When it rains, it pours. A series of events, in particular, a series of bad events. And I want you to know, if you're in that season right now, if you're in a season where you're saying, what on earth is going on? I want you to know you're in good company because there are many people I know right now that are facing a season where it's not only raining, it is pouring. And even if you're not in that season, I know that you've either been in that season or you're yet to go into that season. Because this season is no discriminator of people. Every one of us must face these when it rains, it pours season. And while I know everyone faces them, what I also know through observation is not everyone manages them well. We all face them, but we don't all manage them well. And so today with this message, I really want to encourage you and hopefully equip you in order for us to be able to manage and navigate these when it rains and pours seasons that we all face. And so we're going to look in the Bible today in the book of Acts chapter 28, But before we get there, I want to highlight a little bit of background to the story that we're about to read. Six small chapters, but here's the background. We have a man by the name of Paul who's been arrested and he's on his way to Rome. And he finds himself on a ship with 275 other people on this ship. And lo and behold, as if it's not bad enough that you've been locked up, as if it's not bad enough that you've been arrested just for preaching the gospel, Think about that for a moment. As if that's not bad enough, Paul finds himself on a ship and you would think based upon the mission, based upon his love for God, that, that would be like a, a cruise liner. It would just be just a, a sailing ship. It'd just be a great time of R&R. But no, they face the perfect storm. Who's ever seen that film, The Perfect Storm? This is what they were facing. They were facing a perfect storm at sea. And this storm lasted for 14 days, 14 nights. They didn't eat anything over that time. So he's weakened, as are all those on the ship. And eventually this ship runs ashore and it breaks the ship to pieces. And then Paul faces another dilemma. The soldier said, let's kill all the prisoners. So not only... Has Paul had to fight a shipwreck, but now he's facing an execution. But the governing general actually liked Paul. Paul found favour in his eyes. And so he wanted to keep Paul alive. And so he said, no, let's not kill any of the prisoners, but let's make sure that they all grab some wood and hopefully make it safe to shore. 
And lo and behold, one by one, they made it safe to shore. So Paul has faced being wrongly charged, imprisoned just because of his faith. He hasn't broken any laws. He hasn't done anything wrong. It's just jealous religious people who want to stir things up. So he finds himself in prison. He finds himself in a shipwreck. He finds himself facing an execution. This is, this is one of those days where it's not only raining, it's pouring. It kind of puts our seasons in perspective. And we want to pick up the story when they land on this island. Are you with me? So let's look at Acts chapter 28, verses 1 to 6. It says, after they were brought through safely, you think it will be okay now. They learned that the island was called Malta. If there's any Maltese here in the room or online, welcome. The native people showed unusual kindness. They kindled a fire and they welcomed all of us because it had begun to rain and it was cold. When Peter had, sorry, when Paul, sorry, had gathered a bundle of sticks and put them in the fire, a viper or a snake came out because of the heat and fastened to his hand. When the natives saw the creature hanging from his hand, they said to one another, no doubt this man is a murderer. Though he has escaped the sea, justice has not allowed him to live. He, however, shook off the creature into the fire and suffered no harm. They were waiting for him to swell up and suddenly fall down dead. But when they had waited a long time and saw no misfortune come to him, they changed their minds and they said that he was a God. Man, there's so much in this passage of Scripture that I could draw from this morning. We see that Paul was bitten by a snake. This is after surviving the shipwreck. This is after avoiding an execution. Now he's bitten by a snake. I tell you, when it rains, it pours. And when you're facing one problem after another, there are three important things that you and I need to remember. And I wanna highlight them this morning to encourage you. If you are going through a season that feels like it's raining and it's pouring right now, I want you to lean in and listen up. And if you're not going through one of those seasons, I want you to lean in and listen up because I dare say there's one coming around the corner into the future sometime soon. Amen. And so there's some things that we can learn from this passage of Scripture that will help us get through those seasons well, I believe. And the first one is simply this. Number one, the voices we listen to. The voices we listen to in these seasons are really important. You see, these islanders took the uh, people from the shipwreck in and they showed unusual kindness and then they turned. It says, when they saw, they said. I want you to get this. When they saw, they said. In other words, there was observation was correct, but their interpretation wasn't. It's amazing that people make observation based upon purely what they see. They don't ask questions. They don't think. They just see and they assume. And these kind islanders turned on Paul. Their opinion of him changed because of what they saw. Their observation was correct, 
but their interpretation wasn't. Can I say in this season, may we be kind. Everyone's got an opinion about what should happen with COVID. Everyone's got an opinion about vaccination based upon what we see, based upon what we hear. But let's be honest, we don't know a lot. And I would say in this season, can we please be kind? Because we're making lots of statements based upon what we're seeing, but not necessarily having the right interpretation. My question for people who think the government aren't doing a good job, here's my question, what is the answer then? Let us be kind in these seasons and in these these moments. The interesting thing is that these people that were started off in kindness, they didn't even help Paul. They actually passed judgment on him. They had nothing good to say. They just waited around for him to die. I mean, where did all the kindness go? It's easy to start in kindness, but to continue in kindness is a whole other thing. And in this season, we need to see kindness in operation. And when people are saying all kinds of things, and we live in a world right now, but people are saying all kinds of things, what voice are you going to listen to? See, what you need to know is three years ago, Paul had received a word from God to go to Rome. To go to Rome. I want you to go to Rome. And since that word that Paul received, he lived basically a three-year nightmare. Just because God said something was going to happen, he didn't tell Paul how it was going to happen. Maybe some of you have received a word from God, a prophetic word, and that encouraged you. But what's happened since hasn't pleased you. Well, can you imagine Paul? He's received a word, we're going to go to Rome. But ever since that word, he received trial after trial and all these kinds of things were going on in his world. And I want to encourage you, if you're feeling like that, to stay strong and be obedient to God's Word. See, when Paul was on the ship, he had this angelic visitation. And basically the angel said, Paul, nothing's changed. We're sticking with plan A. It's Rome. We're in the middle of a storm, but we're still going to Rome. We're going to Rome. We're going to Rome. We're going to Rome. Acts chapter 27, verse 23 says, Last night, this is Paul saying, Last night an angel of the Lord, whose I am and whom I serve, stood beside me and said, Do not be afraid, Paul. You must stand trial before Caesar. And God has graciously given you the lives of all those who sail with you. The interesting thing is that we don't read of Paul receiving another word. I think sometimes we, we want a word for the sake of another word, for the sake of another word. The, the question is, what did you do with the last thing that God said? In actual fact, I feel a real word for us is this. Don't look for the new thing to do. Look for the next thing. Let's take where we are, let's take what we're in and take it deeper, take it further. Let's go bigger, let's go better in what we're already in. We have this addiction in this world today to newness. We want new things. We had Black Friday and I bet we bought things we didn't really need, but we just love new things. And I'm not against new things. I like new things, but we've got to be able to place those things. Otherwise, we're never going to go deep. We'll only remain wide and shallow. God wants us to go deep. So what voices are you listening to? Jesus overcame the devil in the desert when he was being tempted. How? With the Word of God. 
with the Word of God. And it's interesting to me, after fasting for 40 days, the first temptation the devil brings is in the area of food. Isn't it amazing when the devil wants to tempt you? He tempts you in the area of need, in the area of weakness, in the area of your desires. And the devil says, and, and, and the devil quotes Scripture. So you can quote Scripture, but it can be out of context. He says, turn these stones into bread. And Jesus basically retorts him with the Word of God. But God said, God said, God said. Who you listen to when you're going through the storms of life is telling and it's really important. I want to encourage you to make sure you hold on to the Word of God. I don't bet you are so encouraged watching Pastor Paul just declaring the Word of God, the Word of God, the Word of God, the Word of God. Amen. God is good. Secondly, when it comes to us facing these seasons of storms and rain, our attitude we adopt. The attitude we adopt is really important. Everyone say attitude. See, Paul, I love this, he shook off the snake. He shook it off. And you and I, if we're going to not only survive, but thrive in this life, we're going to have to learn to shake some things off. We're going to have to learn to bounce back. We're going to have to learn to get up again. Because this life does knock certain things out of you. And that's not all bad. It can knock the wind out of your sail. And we need to be able to get back up again. I love Peter in the Bible for many reasons. But one of the characteristics I love about Peter is his ability to bounce back. Peter was shot down many times by Jesus himself. He was shot down by Paul in the Scriptures. And yet he had this ability to keep bouncing back. And I believe when Jesus is looking for someone to lead the church, that's why He chose Peter. He needs people who can bounce back. He needs people who can shake things off. So if you had a bad year last year, shake it off. If you've experienced a bad divorce, shake it off. If you've experienced some bad news, we've got to learn to shake some things off. Just like Paul did. Now I'm not talking about living in denial. I believe that we need to respond positively to a negative situation. Have you noticed a battery has both a positive end and a negative end? And without the positive and the negative, it wouldn't have power. I believe the way life is situated is that when we respond well in the negative with a positive attitude, that's where the power is. I don't know about you again, referring to Pastor Paul's video. Wasn't that powerful? Why? Because he was responding positively to a negative situation. And we have an opportunity to do the same thing here in Life Adelaide, here in our workplace, here in our schools and universities. So we're not talking about denial. We're talking about responding positively when facing negative situations because you can't avoid negative situations from time to time. Interesting thing to note is that Paul shook the snake into the fire. It was the fire that drove the snake out. And it was the, snake, uh, the fire that dealt with the snake. The fire drew the snake and it killed the snake. See, I believe with all my heart, what God 
reveals he wants to heal. You know, sometimes we think that you come to Christ and everything's going to be a-okay. But the reality is, when you give your life to Jesus, you're surrendering your life to a new master. And when you surrender your life to a new master, he will pinpoint and he'll highlight things in our lives that are unhelpful and unhealthy. Things that we may never, ever, ever have thought about or became aware of without God in our life. And so sometimes giving our life to Jesus actually creates the problem because we were ignorant in our sin. We were ignorant doing our own thing. But now we've been awakened to godliness. Now we've been awakened to some of the things that God is wanting us to do and leave behind. And if you're anything like me, you think, man, it was, it was easy being a non-Christian at times. Have you ever thought about that? See, I, I love the church. But the church often gets a bad rap. Because the church, through its teaching, through its discipleship, through its leadership can bring things and make you aware of things in your life, in your family, in your marriage that are unhealthy. And it was church and it was God that brought it out. Just like this fire brought out the snake. But if we could understand, not only does the church and not only does God bring things out, but it also brings the answer. It also brings the answer. So let's not run from church. Let's not run from leadership. Let's not run from authority. Now, I'll be the first to say, leaders aren't perfect. Leaders don't always get it right. But we live in a world that just wants to be what it wants to be and do what it wants to do. And we will never achieve what Jesus wants us to achieve here on earth while we just do whatever we want to do. He will highlight things. I, I have been made to feel very uncomfortable with some of my words attitudes and actions and it's because of this place it's because of God in my life and we can run or we can give it back to the very one who made us aware of it in the first place what God reveals he heals and this snake this uh, viper was drawn out by the heat of the fire how many of you know that the Holy Spirit is likened to as fire it draws things out. It purges. It cleanses. The Holy Spirit wants to purge. He wants to cleanse. And then he wants to burn up those things. He'll bring it out. He'll draw it out. And then he'll deal with it when we give it back to him. Is this good news? When it rains, it pours. My third and final thought this morning when it comes to this subject of raining and pouring is this. The commitment we keep is really important. The commitment we keep is really important. Who we speak to is really important. And the commitment we keep. It says, after waiting a long time. Everyone say a long time. I don't know about you. I'm not patient by nature. And I don't like waiting a short time, let alone a long time. I mean, if you send me in McDonald's to the waiting bay, I'm ticked. And I know I'm not the only one in here. It's like, really? You're kidding me? Fast food and I've got to wait? Are you kidding? Try waiting for a long time. And it says, after waiting a long time. You see, good things take time to grow. 
And good things take time to show. You know, in James chapter 1, it talks about the testing of our faith. And I'll never forget when we were facing our raining and pouring season in 2016, facing many, many challenges. And, and I remember some of the things that were being said in the most horrible, nasty ways against me personally, against our church, because of all the bad things happening. You know, there must be something going on in Tony's life. There must be something going on in leadership. There must be something going on in the church. Can I just say this, that bad things happen to good people and good things happen to bad people? And, you know, the thought that God would be judging me in this way is not the God I serve. It's not the God I serve. If you're going through a tough season, it's not the God I serve that he wants to judge you in that manner. Likewise, I don't want to give so much attention to the devil to think that he's targeting just me. I think 2016 was a trial of our faith. And maybe you're facing a season that's a test on our faith. And this is what I know about the trial of our faith, the test of our faith, is that it shows you and it grows you. And so we have an incredible opportunity to find out where we're really at. And for me, as I look back on 2016, man, it showed us, it showed the community, it showed naysayers what we're really made of. And it grows you. It shows you and it grows you. And I want to tell you, 2016 grew me like no other year before. This is the test of our faith. And that takes time. It takes time. Good things take time to show and to grow. How many of you ever planted a lawn? You put all the seeds out there, you, you water it, and nothing. You get up the next day, nothing and nothing. You plant a fruit tree. And you're just wanting fruit. It takes time. It takes time. And because it takes time, we need to build on a commitment. See, more often than not, the difference between success and failure is just the waiting time. So I want to encourage you, stick around. Stand your ground. Don't give up. Don't give in. Because what we see in Paul's life as a band come, that'd be great. Paul suffered no ill effect. And this is the bit I want you to get this morning. Paul was bitten, but he wasn't poisoned. You can't stop the bites of life. You can't stop some of the things that people say, particularly in this social media world. You can't always avoid some of the negative thoughts and the negative naysayers out there. But Paul was bitten, but he wasn't poisoned. In other words, what happens in you is more important than what happens to you. I'll say that again. What happens in you is more important than what happens to you. See, what I know about most Christians in trouble, we ask this question, what's happening? When you're facing a season where it's not only raining, it's pouring, we shout, what's happening? And maybe you're saying to yourself today, what's going on? What's happening is one thing after another thing, after another thing, after another thing. What's happening Here's my answer to that question. You're happening. What's happening? You're happening. God's doing a work in you. God's growing you. God's changing you. He's transforming you more and more into the image of His Son. We are the salt 
of the world. You know that? We're the salt of the world. And what I know about salt is nothing happens to salt. But salt happens to everything else. You know, if you go to the fish and chip shop, you buy your chips, you put salt on those chips, guess what happens? The chips become salty. Do you know what doesn't happen? The salt never becomes chippy. Salt happens to everything. Are you with me? You know, I saw something on social media, and I'm going to read it. Hopefully no one here posted it. But it echoed someone's sentiment, and it, it sounds great. But with all that's going on in the world today and all the problems we're facing, this was put up, and I've seen it by a number of people. It's been reposted many times. He says, I want to gather everyone I love and buy acres of land so that we can all live close together. Grow beautiful organic food. Some of you think I put that up there anyway. <laughs> Raise bees. Share meals and love each other's babies and families. Singing, guitar, acoustic music, sunsets and sunrises. A long wooden table for dinner parties and laughter as the sun goes down. It sounds like the 60s to me. All the old ones are saying, we, we tried that, didn't work. But you know what it doesn't sound like? It doesn't sound like the Bible. It doesn't sound like what Paul was facing. Now, by all means, let's have long wooden tables. Let's get your family over. Let's enjoy Christmas. Let's love one another. By all means, buy bees if you want that too. But let it not be expense of our mission. Let it not be expense of us reaching out. Because we were never called to hide away. We were called to make a difference. We were called to face every circumstance and every season in life. And I cannot think of a better way for the church to gain credibility when we're facing negative situations with a positive attitude. When we're going through some of the toughest times, you wouldn't even know because there's a smile on our face. There's a commitment in our heart. Have Pastor Danny on the front row here. He's an inspiration to me. He's an inspiration to many people in this room watching online and around the world today. Why? If for no other reason on this point alone. Just his commitment. If you know anything about Pastor Danny and what he's been through and what he's faced, it's, 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 a, it's a book. It's a, it's a three-part series. It's, it's, it's a lot. But the way you bounce back and keep turning up with a smile on your face, willing to give, willing to serve, when asked, willing to preach, it's an inspiration. And I know about you, this world needs more inspiration. This world needs more examples. And so we have an incredible season in the darkness in which we face to shine. What better opportunity than the church in this time, in this generation? Let's not get our organic farm and hide away. Let's be in the marketplace. Let's be there for the people that are confused, that are hurting, that are absolutely the end of themselves, that we might showcase the goodness of God. Thanks for listening to this podcast. We trust that you're encouraged by this powerful message. 
You always have a place to call home here at Life and we invite you to join us for our Sunday services at our Adelaide campus. If you'd like to know more about Life, then visit our website at lifeadelaide.org or download the Life Adelaide app and stay connected.